Welcome to Baking with House of Bread, and I am your host, Sheila McCann. So sorry I haven't posted any episodes lately. I ended up opening up a second unit, and it's much larger. It's got like 60 seats, and I expanded the menu to do more of a cafe concept, as well as a bakery. Well, it turns out that it uh, was much more of a cafe desire from the customers, so we've been selling a big lunches and not much baked goods. <laughs> I never really wanted to open up a restaurant and here I am with a restaurant. So I have been putting on my marketing hat and have slowly been building up the bread sales and the other baked goods. So much so that I'm gonna do another episode about marketing your bakery goods because I really have had to do so, and I didn't recognize that in the past, it came more naturally, maybe from the design of the facility, um, because I have the same pastries and the same breads available there as I do as my other location. But somehow, even my existing customers that go to the Marsh Street location and buy bread, they tell me how much they like the farmhouse location, and I'm like, well, why aren't you buying your bread there? I will dive into that at another time. Right now, well, one spinoff that we have from the farmhouse was the Dutch Crunch. So we sell quite a bit of sandwiches, and it is a type of bread, or you can do it in a like a hoagie roll, that has two characteristics. The outside, that's where it looks like a tiger, and that's kind of where the name comes from too. A lot of people call it tiger bread. And, and then also to the texture inside. So the texture inside is soft and the texture outside is crunchy. And it came from the Netherlands. That's why it is called Dutch bread or Dutch crunch for that matter. I call it Dutch crunch in the bakery and people seem to really like it. What we do is we use grandma's white dough. So grandma's white dough is back... I think in episode number five, it's such a great dough. If you haven't made that, you should because it's so versatile. And it's exactly the perfect type of dough for this Dutch crunch. However, you can use it on any type of dough. Well, I should say this, any type of more solid dough. I mean, some of the really, really wet batters it might not work too much. Typical sandwich loaves. I mean, if you wanted to use it on honey whole wheat, it, but I kind of think on the white bread, it looks better, but you could do it on a French recipe or even challah um, to get that look because um, it's also a little bit darker. So the Netherlands, they call it tiger brood or tiger bowl, which means tiger roll. And in the United States, there's a supermarket chain in the East that's uh, called Wegmans, and they sell it as Marco Polo bread. And in the San Francisco Bay Area, it is called Dutch Crunch. And I live in San Luis Obispo, which is about three hours south of San Francisco. So that's why we call it Dutch Crunch at the bakery. The name comes from the special appearance of the top of the loaf, which is cheap. I, you basically brush the loaf. with It's a rice flour paste prior to baking. The paste it has rice flour that has no gluten. So as the bread, or the dough, I should say, expands, you know, you get an oven spring, right? As that springs and expands in the oven, the paste is unable to stretch with it and it cracks. And so the top of the loaf appears to have like tiger markings from the cracking of that. 
it's not just the top of it, like I said, it's also has more of a texture appeal as well because it's crunchier. So you've got a nice soft dough that you use. It bakes and it ends up with a soft type of, you know, whatever loaf. But on the top, it's going to be harder and crunchier and have that, you know, kind of cool look of the tiger bread. We've done it in, in rolls. And, and so that's what recipe I'm going to give you is for six hoagie roll types. And those are basically about five inches long. If you think of like a sandwich loaf um, or think of it like a twice as big as a hot dog bun or twice as wide. That's what we go for with our hoagie rolls. But you could also do it on a baguette. And um, so if you want to shape it, you know, oblong too, you know, so wh whatever you want to shape it, it doesn't really matter. That's just how we do it. Cause like I said, we're using it for sandwich loaves. The golden brown that you'll see on Dutch crunch bread, it comes from a browning. It's a reaction that happens when the heat combines with the rice flour and the sugar. So the crust is made up of rice flour, sugar, oil, and water, and yeast. It's combined together into a paste and then you basically painted on top of the bread. And together these ingredients create an entirely different texture than the rest of the bread, transforming what otherwise could be a regular hoagie roll into a little bit of something more exciting to people. And the other thing is, is that rice flour <laughs> cannot be substituted. So we don't have rice flour in our bakery. Um, years ago, like I mean, we're talking like 15 years ago, when we were making our first gluten-free loaves, we used rice flour because that's what all was around at that time. And it was awful. I mean, the gluten-free breads were awful then. I mean, they're not like super great now, but they're a lot better. And we use a, a Bob's Red Mill. It's a one-to-one -one gluten-free flour. Um, it does have rice flour in it, but it's got so many other types of flours in it. And I thought it's gluten-free. It's going to work. So we did the Dutch crunch with the gluten-free flour thinking, well, it was just the fact that it's gluten-free and it won't expand in the oven. So I don't know why, but it didn't work. So you've got to use rice flour for these, for this recipe. And so now we specially buy rice flour just to make the Dutch crunch. And it doesn't matter if it's white rice flour or brown rice flour, because I happen to had some extra brown rice flour and I used that and then ran out and then we was, went to the white rice flour. It doesn't matter. So if you don't use it for anything else, I'll probably just buy whatever's cheapest. The other thing that we've made mistakes on in this Dutch crunch process is we put the paste on too thin. So how I would describe it, think of it like a like a, a thick frosting or like honey or something that's kind of thicker because it's got to stick on the loaf. So you got to coat it on there or, or paint it on there or however you want to do it. I mean, you can use your hand, you can use a, a pastry brush, whatever you're comfortable with. But it's got to be a thick coat. The only way I can describe it <laughs> is like those maple bars you see in the donut um, store. That's kind of what it looks like. It's that thick on there. So for six sandwich style hoagie rolls, it's two tablespoons of granulated sugar, six tablespoons of white rice flour, or you could use brown, one tablespoon of active dry yeast, a quarter teaspoon of salt, and then a teaspoon of canola oil and a third a cup of warm water. If you don't have canola oil, you can use any type of oil. It doesn't matter, vegetable oil or whatever else. And then you mix that together and then you put it on the loaf as it's proofing, excuse me, on the dough as it's proofing. And then right before you go and 
in the oven and then put it in there. I We end up doing it before it goes in the oven, but same time as I'm not sure if that's absolutely necessary. Um, I was concerned about the dough being too weighted down with the paste on it. So that's why we do it before we go in the oven. And I hope you enjoyed this recipe. And I can promise you making some sandwich on that Dutch crunch is going to delight your family from a visual experience of just looking at it. I mean, it just looks cool. And also to the texture. So the texture is soft and a little bit of a crunchiness. And like I said, grandma's white dough is what I'd recommend, but you're welcome to try any of them. On that note, everybody, happy baking.